Museum is celebrating its first observed Black History Month thanks to the efforts of Rita Brooks, the exhibition budget coordinator there. She joins me in the studio this morning to talk about the field's first black taxidermist uh, and Carl Cotton's exhibit teaching us more about the world that we live in. Rita Brooks, thank you for joining me today. Hello. Thanks for having me. Happy Black History Month to you. Happy Black History Life. (laughs) Uh, I want to start uh, by talking about your path to the museum. Tell me a bit about how you found yourself uh, working on this exhibit and and the museum in general. Uh, I've been at the museum almost five years and didn't see an official Black History Month program. Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation with our president, Dr. Richard LaRiviere, last year. This nice chat. Yeah. And asked the question, why don't we observe Black History Month? And uh, he was very receptive and responsive, and he gave me the opportunity to organize it. So I jumped at that chance, and it's been a a great adventure, a wonderful experience, uh, bringing all areas of the museum together, so it's become a very uh, museum-wide initiative. I think uh, uh, folks maybe would have said, oh, well, the Natural History Museum doesn't have a Black History Month exhibit. We have history museums for that. Maybe you would have gotten a pass, but no, not on your watch. (laughs) No, we are in a a mode generally... I think all organizations are looking at diversity and Mm -hmm. inclusion and the idea of doing something active. You have to do something and not just have conversations about these things. And our uh, staff... We want to encourage their ability to invite our friends and family to the museum to see things because I don't think that the field museum is really considered in that space yeah. when I, in our community. So we wanted to do something for our staff and to also encourage the Chicago community to consider the field museum because a lot of people say they haven't been there in a long time. Yeah. And there is black history in the field. There sure is. Let's talk about Carl Cotton, the field museum's first black taxidermist. Uh, I really think the opportunity to call this blacksidermy was, <laughs> was just left on the table. <laughs> <laughs> but when we think about, you know, just in general, stuff black folks get into, taxidermy not very close to the top of the list. No, I think <laughs> a lot of people wouldn't consider taxidermy on the top of their list of artistic endeavors. Yeah. No matter what your cultural background is. Sure, it is. But an urban, they don't teach it in school. No. <laughs> an urban Southside individual who had an interest since his childhood would be probably not on that list. <laughs> so he, he's from Chicago, and how did he find himself uh, in, the, in the taxidermy game? Well, I have a, uh, the fortune of knowing Mr. Timio Black, mm-hmm. who is a Chicago historian activist, and he shared with us that he and Carl Cotton met in uh, grammar school at Burke Elementary, and they probably would have come on field trips mm-hmm. to the Field Museum, and he exhibited an interest in taxidermy as a child. Okay. So he would use the uh, animals in our environment, the squirrels and the uh, maybe some of the community's pets who their families wanted to memorialize. Sure. And he would uh, practice his art and his craft. And he was a part of the artistic community with the Charles Whites and the Margaret Burroughs and a very nice young man. And they recognized he was unique 
and he had talent, but as you said, it was a little odd <laughs> that he had chosen taxidermy, but he was passionate about it. It was a hobby that he turned into a livelihood. And this, when you think about it, uh, how in, in 2020, if you have uh, the desire to learn something maybe off the beaten path, you just go to YouTube and pick it up, because you can learn anything on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Carl Cotton didn't have that advantage. No, he would have had to uh, get the books of some of the taxidermists um, that actually worked at the Field Museum, like mm -hmm. Carl Eckley, and he just followed it. He was a, a person who pursued his dreams. He originally approached the museum in 1940 when he was about 22. Okay. And asked for an opportunity to work there, and they turned him down. Oh, no. But that's okay, because <laughs> he triumphed. He came back. He went to the Navy. He uh, practiced his craft. He probably read more books. Sure. He knew who the uh, appropriate persons to emulate were. And he wrote his letter of motivation and came back strong in 1947 and even offered to volunteer. He used his GI Bill. He went to the Art Institute. He got some more skills that would enhance his capabilities. And they hired him on a part-time basis. And before you know it, he proved so uh, skilled that they offered him a full-time job. And at the end of his career, he had absorbed a lot of the training and mentoring from these seasoned professional taxidermists yeah. who were renowned. And he was renowned in his own right and became a lead in uh, the museum. I, uh, I, I never heard the name Carl Cotton before, but I've certainly seen his works because I've been to the museum. And this is a great opportunity to have someone kind of lead you through and point out Carl Cotton's work uh, in particular. Why did you want to have this be a docent-led tour as opposed to just kind of a you go and find it yourself situation? Well, you actually have the option to oh, do both. Yay. Yes. But what we did is develop a very uh, intimate portrait of him in an exhibit called uh, Natural Talent, the Taxidermy of Carl Cotton in our uh, Brooker Gallery. Mm. So you can kind of find out about who he was as a person and his path and journey. And then there's a map that you could take and it's all designating all the various dioramas and exhibits throughout the museum. But then the museum is a big place. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it might take you a minute to find things. Yeah. So therefore we have the docents available to guide people who would want to have that led tour of the dioramas in his exhibits. And this is just in time for free Februaries at the museum. Exactly. Uh, it is uh, one of my favorite things to do is to, to go there and, and see all the folks who take advantage of this who maybe, like you said, hadn't been there in a while and just take a day just yes. to like leisurely stroll. What else can people see at the museum? Well, we have had a couple of lectures that were really good. We just finished one yesterday and we have for the little ones, story time, in the Play Lab. We had Curiosity Corner in the, in the museum store. And we're starting tomorrow a four-day adventure with uh, Kente Cloth in the Science Hub. The Granger Science Hub is a little spot that we have where we kind of explore different things. So uh, the Ghanaian community is going to get together with our collectors and our uh, 
the museum and showcase Kente Claus history and the meaning of its various colors and weaving patterns and we're inviting the public if you want to come and wear your Kente cloth mm-hmm. we can uh, explore that with you and share so we're doing that for four days it starts tomorrow Valentine's Day Monday it's a public holiday oh, and then we're going to end the month strong on the 28th and the 29th since it's leap year yeah. to get an extra day <laughs> and we're going to do those on that Friday and Saturday so those are the things that are kind of left for us to do this month but it's still wonderful uh, tours of the Africa exhibit and we have other things that are permanently on display that people would find interesting, I'm sure. I, it, the Field Museum is one of the best resources that the city has to offer uh, any age, all ages. Uh, just go. <laughs> Come and visit us. Come There's black visit. history in the field. I'm going to go. Okay, I'll see you there. That's wonderful. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing you there. I'm, I'm looking at the website right now at fieldmuseum.org. There's a great page, a landing page uh, at exhibitions for the Carl Cotton exhibit, and I'm kind of obsessed with the, the, the bird diorama, because I don't trust birds in real life, but I want to learn more about them, so Carl Cotton is helping me. <laughs> Carl Cotton is helping all of us. He has captured some wonderful nature, nature scenarios with we don't come across and he did them so expertly you really feel like you're looking at yeah. or you're in that environment and you're you can imagine yourself there yeah so. without having to worry about a shoe bill stork coming exactly. <laughs> thank you so much Peter Brooks for joining me today and once again that's fieldmuseum.org uh, go check it out yes one more thing oh yes the the exhibit for Carl Cotton is open through October 5th that's true so you might want if you can't make it out in February, please come by. Like I said, you it's have a, eight months to it's see. It's a Black this. History Life. Yes. We can celebrate all year round.